place where your love is shared the same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Where the no further friends, the adventure never ends We will save the world somehow In Sunspots Comics now How's it going, boys and girls? You are listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 160, where we strongly recommend but only lightly review the best of the new comic books that just came out this last Wednesday, June 6th. And this particular podcast believes that knowing is half the battle. I am your host and comic book advocate, Chris Latore. I hope that you and yours are doing extremely well. That is important. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening in to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. I really appreciate it. I hope to make it a good, fun time and also give you some great comic book recommendations. That's what it's all about. Please hit that subscribe button to our Sunspots Comics Podcast. Check out our giant podcast feed. And also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, and YouTube. All in one easy-to-find place, at Sunspots Comics. That's all you gotta do. We'll all get the same name for everything. So some quick thank yous to start the show. Let's start out by thanking our sponsor, PopUpTea.com. Yes, go over to PopUpTea.com. If you love a super ginormical selection of nerdy t-shirts, then you are absolutely going to love PopUpTea.com. Most importantly, use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS on PopUpTea.com and you will get 25% off of any shirt order, even the clearance t-shirts. And let me tell you, they've got a ton of clearance t-shirts, all at like 8, 9, 10, 11 bucks. So please go over to popuptea.com and check them out. Some great shirts. Also, thank you to my friend Nick Papa George. He's the dude that sings our Sunspots Comics theme song. It's lovely. It's fantastic. Every time I hear it, I'm amazed that it's our theme song. But he also has this band called Solution. Nick Papa George, he is the lead singer, guitarist. Go to solutionmusic.net. To check out their stuff, also facebook.com slash solution reggae. There's links to their music. They've got some upcoming show dates. And really, it's the kind of music that just makes you feel good. If you love reggae and rock and ska and just fantastic musicians with with great singing ability, you're going to love Solution. Check them out. And again, thank you, Nick Papa George, for making our our fantastic theme song. Also, thank you to my son, Justin Jables Latori, for his work on our Sunspots comic spinoff podcast called Sunspot Scene. Sunspot Scene is my son Jables and some friends, some buddies. They talk about movies and TV shows of all genres, not just the comic books. And they also usually play just a goofy game at the very, very end, so you got to listen all the way to the end because you'll miss a chuckler three or four if you don't listen all the way to the end. But check it out. If you already subscribed to the Sunspots Comics podcast, thank you, by the way, but you'll already see the Sunspot Scene podcast there. But they're also on all the podcatchers and SoundCloud, etc., But you can also check out all their announcements and things that they got going on at Sunspot Scene on all the social media. So check them out. And again, thank you to my son Jables for doing our spinoff podcast. So now let's jump in to the Sunspots Comics podcast issue number 160, starting out with some stuff. That's been floating around in my weird nerd brain. The first nugget of nerd lodged ever so deeply in my nerdy frontal lobes is the news that Jared Leto has been given the go for a standalone Joker film. <laughs> uh, hot off <laughs> hot off of his smash hit, 
the smash hit Suicide Squad and his Jared Leto's amazing performance in that. <laughs> but here is why I think we need to remain optimistic and give Jared Leto a chance. Uh, first off, he's an amazing actor, right? He's proven that in his performance in the Dallas Buyers Club. Go look at that. He's amazing in that, uh, he, you know, Oscar-worthy performance. And he's been given the nod as the executive producer on this film called Joker the Revenge. Okay, that's not the real title, but um, that's just me hoping. But <laughs> but Jared Leto, given the EP title on the Joker standalone movie, could mean that he wants to do the Joker correctly. He Maybe, maybe he wants to show some other sides of the Joker. There's many sides of the Joker. And there's also many sides and facets to Jordan Leto's acting ability. Um, so I think that can give us hope that there's a chance that uh, that Jared Leto can do uh, the Joker's Wild movie coming soon to theaters. Okay, that's the last one, I promise. But there is hope that Jared Leto will give it the respect that it deserves and show us some different sides of the Joker, maybe even kind of tapping into that sort of manic, uh, you know, potentially multi-personality wacko that the Joker is. But uh, I'm going to remain optimistic. Jared Leto is a great actor. And given that executive producer nod, I think will make the difference because he wants it to be something seriously good and to really be a reflection upon his acting ability. So I think it's going to be in good hands. Let's give it a chance. Good luck, Jared Leto, in your standalone Joker film. Another nerdy thing that's uh, lodged in there real good is my excitement for two things coming out on June 15th. The first one is Voltron Season 6 on Netflix and the second one is The Incredibles from Disney, The Incredibles Part 2. That's co both coming out just around the corner. Today is the 10th, so in five days. So let's start with Incredibles 2. Um, man, I'm seriously glad that they didn't make us wait too long for this sequel. I mean, it's we only had to wait 14 years uh, <laughs> since Incredibles 1 came out. So uh, I've heard that Incredibles 3 is set for 2032. I can't wait. That's really not that long to wait, right? 14 years. But anyway... Um, Brad Bird is helming. He's at the director's seat again. Uh, I can't believe it's been 2004 since Incredibles 1 came out. And everyone, all the voice actors have returned. I mean, you have Samuel Jackson as Frozone. You have Holly Hunter as Elastigirl. They're all in it. Uh, and, uh, and just, they were just fantastic. You have the entire cast returning. And... Uh, this Fantastic Four kind of movie is something for me that has always held a sweet spot in my heart. And I'm glad that uh, 14 years later, here we are, uh, we're about to see Incredibles Part 2. So I'm super excited about that. And the second one, as I mentioned, is Voltron Season 6 on Netflix. Man, this has been fantastic. It is by far right now my favorite animated cartoon on anywhere. And Netflix announced that they are committed to 78 episodes of Voltron. And we're only at the end of episode 5 was the 43rd episode. So we've got plenty of Voltron still left, but it's been fantastic. It's very family-focused. They're an odd bunch of group that's been selected to helm these amazing robotic lines that form, that gather, that come together to be the mighty robot Voltron. It's the Avenger of the people. It's the... It's the one that stops the tyranny across the galaxy. It uh, it's it's so much fun. It's very family driven, as I said. I can't wait. We got a, just an awesome week coming up next week with Voltron season six. If you haven't seen them, 
they're a um, mixture of amounts of episodes per season. Like, the first season was 11, second season was 13. Then it was weird, like, season 3 was like 6, and season 4 was like 5 or something. It was a very short uh, seasons 3, 4, and 5. But I can't wait till season 6. Uh, I, that's the only thing I, I am crazy excited to binge watch right now on Netflix. So check out Voltron and check out Invincible 2. Get your tickets. Get them now. Uh, there's going to be an advanced screening date, I believe, on a Wednesday night and Thursday night. So get your tickets. I'm ready to go. I'm excited. Can't wait to see Incredible, Incredibles 2 and binge watch Voltron season 6 on Netflix. And the last thing that's floating around inside of my nerd brain is that I'm actually creating my very own comic book called Zombie Destroyers. Man, it's a, a passion project. It's something I've been wanting to do since I was a kid. I've wanted to make a comic book my own way, and that's what I'm doing before I try to publish it anywhere out there in the world or get signed up with any of the publishing houses. I want to just do it my way, put it out there my way, and see what happens. I've spent a lot of time on it and just poured my love and passion and all my excitement and glee over my my joy of comics into my comic book called Zombie Destroyers. And I just received the last two pages of Zombie Destroyers issue number one from Jordan Hudson. He's the artist that's doing my comic book called Zombie Destroyers. So now on to the coloring and lettering. <laughs> That'll be a breeze. But um, please go over to sunspotscomics.com and look at my comic book Zombie Destroyers. It's there. There are six sample pages. You can see the cover page, the first four pages of it, even this crazy picture of artist Jordan Hudson, his dad dressing up as a character I created named Bruce in the comic book. It's fantastic. Go look at it. But I also wanted to give a nod to Jordan's Instagram. If you want to see what his art looks like, go over to him on the interweb, mostly Instagram, at scablad, S-K-A-B-L-A-D-D. So thank you, Jordan, for your fantastic art. But next up is a quick mention of a segment called Spotlighting. Last week on Sunspots Comics issue 159, I was just uh, given the amazing, humbling moment of having a fantastic interview with comic book creator Nandini Bapat. She created this amazing comic book about her grandfather called Aja. Just check it out on the podcast feed. It's fantastic. Thank you again, Nandini, for coming on and talking about your comic book, Aja. It's lovely, and I can't wait to buy a paper copy coming out very soon, around the time when San Diego Comic-Con hits, apparently, as that's what she said. So I'm looking forward to getting my paper copy. It's called Aja. Check it out on the feed. It's last podcast, issue number 159. Plus, there's a ton of spotlighting interviews with some great guests on our podcast feed, like a few weeks ago, I posted a spotlighting interview with comic book artist and movie director Troy Nixie. It's fantastic. He's an artist of this comic book I love called Vinegar Teeth. It's all four issues are available now. His art is just wild and nuts and wacky, and I love it. He also directed a movie written by Guillermo del Toro called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. We talk about that and so much more on this spotlighting interview that was a few weeks ago with Troy Nixie. Follow him on his social media at Troy Nixie. I'm really proud, humbled by everyone that's ever come on to do any spotlighting interviews. So thank you to you all. Thank you, Troy. Thank you, Nandini. But go to the podcast feed and check out some of our spotlighting interviews. And if you yourself work in the comic book business or you're, or you're just trying to break into the comic book business like myself, I know it's hard. We would love to have a conversation with you right here on a future podcast. Just send me a message. Maybe send me a review copy of your work so I can see what it looks like. To my email, chris at sunspotscomics.com. Or, of course, message me on all the social media at one simple place to find, at sunspotscomics. We want to help support struggling comic book creators or people that are doing it already. 
and get our listeners to know about their comic books that you're working on. So hit me up. We'd love to have a nice conversation on our spotlighting piece here on the Sunspots Comics. So now on to the main course, the centerpiece, the prime cut, the sweet spot of the Sunspots Comics podcast, which is my comic book reviews and recommendations where I share with you my favorite picks of the new comic books that just came out on New Comic Book Day, Wednesday, June 6th. And of course, super duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alert. But really don't worry. I work super hard on just trying to inspire you to buy these comic books without spoiling them. Why would I do that? That's a horrible thing to do. I just want to get you excited and get you interested in something and go out there and buy it. I never discuss the last few pages of a comic book. I leave it alone and I only cover some of the interesting points that makes up a comic book. And you know there's a lot of interesting points that makes up comic books. But just in case you've been super duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alerted. Also to see everything encapsulated, recapped... And all the comics that I'm reading, even my favorite picks of the week since the, the podcast started in 2015. Just go over to sunspotscomics.com, click on the pull list, you'll see that I've updated my 113 titles that I'm currently reading. I just updated it last week. Also, click on top comic book picks of the week to see all of my past top picks. There's a lot of them. But I update the site, I simplify it, keep it compact and nice and easy breezy. Go to sunspotscomics.com and check it out from time to time. I'd really appreciate it. So now let's talk about the art winners. I always pick a artist winner of the week and a cover artist winner of the week, which I believe to be the art that made me the happiest, that made me feel good, that just inspired me, that really made me want to read a comic again and look at it some more and just enjoy it and live in that world of color and delightful artistry. So here are my two favorites. This week, the comic book artist winner of the week and the cover artist winner of the week was the same exact team for the same exact comic. It's Carl Kershaw and Miss Assie K for Isola issue number three from Image Comics. Follow them at Carl Kershaw with K's. K-E-R-S-C-H-L is his last name. And Miss Assie K is M-S-A-S-S-Y-K. And you can follow them. They're, they're fantastic. Go look. They don't overly post. I, lo I love that. But they sprinkle in a piece of their lovely art every so often. Go check them out online. It's lovely. But... Isola, by the way, is a previous art winner. It's a previous uh, cover artist winner. It's that good. It's a repeat winner here, folks. They did it again. And man, wow. The symmetry, the amazing clean lines, the hyper detail, the emotion on the faces, the framework. It's just all so perfectly done. And the wide range of colors. It's just astounding. There's really no blurring effect in their comic, which is, I actually love blurring effect. I like it, how it gives depth. But in their case for this, it just makes every, every page, every panel of Isola crystal clear. And I love that. It's just like looking at a like a beautiful 2D-celled piece of animation art. It's just gorgeous. But um, picking Isola 3 for the art cover and artist winner of the week was super easy. It's just it's better than almost everything out there. you got to look at it. It has this maybe a tinge of anime feel to it. It's... Just super hyper clean. It's got this cartoony look and feel, but also at the same time, the, the emotional features on the faces are so hyper realistic. So it's that lovely blend of cartooning and realistic art. It's just fantastic. And like I said, the coloring is so diverse, so mixed. They'll go from deep purples and oranges to like yellows and blues and greens, like within from panel to panel. It's just a very eclectic mixture of gorgeous color. It's it's just a fantastic love just lovely thing to look at go look at it but the cover is 
gorgeous. It's this fantastic Lord of the Rings-like map. That's the backdrop, which I, I'm a sucker for that. Whenever I see that from Lord of the Rings, the Game of Thrones, doesn't matter. When they just have this cool kind of map in the background of this fantastic world, I'm a sucker for that. And they have the Moro, or the, I like to call him the Yoda of the Isola story. He's perched on this rock as he smokes this weird-looking pipe. And I don't know if these neonish pink butterflies are coming out of the pipe or they're just floating about but it's gorgeous it's just wonderful uh carl and miss assie k they they really captured the true essence of an odd old man perched on a rock and he has this lovely look of serenity on his face you just kind of want to sit there and live in this moment where he's just kind of just gandering out in into the this fantastic wonderful world but it's gorgeous. Just go and look at Isola issue three. Easily the art and cover art winner of the week. The winners of the week. Thank you very much, Carl Kershaw and Miss Assie K for Isola issue number three from Image. Gorgeous. Fantastic. You did it again. Phenomenal. It's just, you got to go gaze upon its glory, folks. And the breakdown. I actually read 16 comics this week and only four of them made it to the Great Ones recommendation, recommendations list, folks. That's right. It's tough. To make it to the top pick list, you gotta you gotta be on point. You gotta have it all together to make it to the top pick list of the Sunspots Comics podcast. But also, there were three new number ones, and only one of them made it to the great pick list. That's right. The other two I won't mention because they did not even make it to my poll list. But let me tell you, the one that made it is fantastic, which which I'll announce here in a second. I'll get right into it. But so here are my top comic book recommendations. This is my Great Ones list of the best of the new comic books that just came out this last Wednesday, New Comic Book Day, June 6th. I recommend you go buy these and please support your local comic book shop today. Go into a shop and buy these immediately. So here we go. There are four great comic books this week that I recommend. Write them down. Here we go. Coming in at number four is Koshay the Deathless, issue number six of six. This is from Dark Horse Comics. This is Mike Mignola, the creator of Hellboy on writing, and Ben Stenbeck for his fantastic, top-notch, very Mignola-verse style art, and Dave Stewart on colors. Eisner winner. He does it all. He's one of the best colorists in the business, Dave Stewart, and you'll see what I'm talking about. This has the very much what you'd expect from a Hellboy comic to look like. Koshay is all within that vein. This is very much building upon this Mike Mignola-verse, this Hellboy universe, and I love it. I love it oh so much. But what a fantastic finish. This is it. Six of six of this miniseries. And it is ultimately a showdown, a fisticuffed fight between Koshay versus Hellboy. And you not only get one fight, but you get five Koshay versus Hellboy fights in this, folks, at different times. So it's fantastic. And this Baba Yaga evil villain is a twisted foe. She plays all of her evil cards here up to the very end of this. She actually... Or this actually this this comic book ties the the series together like Koshi the Desolus. Very it, it adds in aspects that you see sprinkled in from one through five and ties it all together. And it also ties together the last Hellboy series called Hellboy in Hell. It brings those two together to kind of show what the next chapter of Koshi is and what the next chapter of Hellboy will be. So I recommend diving into this Mike Mignola Hellboy universe as soon as you possibly can. Um, but it also just wraps it all up in a very nice, complete package. That's all I'm going to tell you uh, regarding the ending. I'm very sad that this is over. I hope that we get to see Koshay the Deathless again sometime soon. 
this is just great monster mash fun Mignola verse action packed monster mayhem. That's what it is. It's gorgeous. It's action packed. Just the fights between Koshi and Hellboy are fantastic. Hellboy has like he's sort of possessed in different ways during these fights. Ultimately, is all I'll say. But it is great stuff. It's a page turner. It's an easy, quick read. It's not filled with tons of dialogue. It's ultimately uh, from the very first issue. Koshe meets Hellboy in Hell, and they are having these conversations and kind of telling Koshe's whole life story, and it it puts it all together so well in this complete package. It's an all kind of standalone series. There's hints to things in the future, yes, but this stands alone as a great series that I'll remember constantly. I, I do want it collected. I have it all in single issues, but this is one I will definitely read uh, very well all together in series. Just binge the whole six issues when it comes out collected. I know they're going to do it, but fantastic. Koshe, the Deathless, the Mignolaverse, Hellboy and versus Koshe going down five times, but uh, it's phenomenal. But now onto the top three of the great pick list. So here we go. Coming in at number three is Dr. This is the, the longest comic book title in the history of all comic book titles. It has to be. This is all of it. Here we go. From the world of Black Hammer, Dr. Star, and the Kingdom of Lost Tomorrows. This is from Dark Horse Comics. This is issue number four. This is from writer, Eisner winner, fantastic writer, one of my favorites of all time, Jeff Lemire. And phenomenal artist, Max Fiumara. And colors by Dave Stewart, the master of coloring, Dave Stewart. But this is truly an emotional, moving story about a father and son. This is really about, it's that, that dad who was too busy, and his son gets sick. And this is about love and loss, and also just kind of a bigger cosmic picture. That's the comic aspect. Blend it all together. It's... It's really about a story about regret. This is heavy. This is kind of dark. Uh, but this is the end of this little mini-series, by the way. This is four of four. I hope there's more of this because this Dr. Star is an interesting character. Complex. But this is really centered around his son being ill and him not spending time with his son. And it's a realistic look at how like a brilliant scientist or person uh, can like sacrifice their family for the greater cosmic good of things. Um, but in the end, it's his, like, it's his biggest accomplishment that he is the man of science and that he traveled the galaxy in this sort of... It's like a mashup of Starman and the Green Lanterns kind of all mashed together. But he's, he's saved the galaxy numerous times and floated through time and gone through black holes. But, his, but ultimately, this space conquering is his greatest accomplishment but at the same time his biggest regret because of his son and how his son is ill this really affected me um it's dark it's emotional yes but it's you know it, it has a a realistic theme to it like his father and son that everyone can kind of relate to and how uh, this kind of comic will make you think of your family it did for me it made me think of how i appreciate the family that i have and how that um, is no matter how busy everyone gets try to spend some time with the ones you love it's so important this comic book brought up all those emotions for me. So, number three, go get this series. Uh, this is my third pick of the week. Dr. Star uh, and the Kingdom of Lost Tomorrows, issue number four. Fantastic. Emotional. Heavy. But super great. I think this is going to be an Eisner winner right here. It's uh, It tugged on the heartstrings. It, my eyes filled up with tears. It's great stuff. Father-son stuff. But coming in at number two is the only number one 
issue of the three new number ones that came out that made it onto the great pick list. Brand new debut issue right here, folks. Get this. Sword Daughter, issue number one. This is from Dark Horse Comics. This is writer Brian Wood. Fantastic, phenomenal, top-notch Eisner winner. Brian Wood, he, he can't do any wrong. Recently, his Rebels series, go look at that, is phenomenal. With art by Mac Chatter, who I'm not really familiar with, but I will be following now. Cover by Greg Smallwood. I love Greg Smallwood's art. He's doing Moon Knight. He's doing Vampironica. I love Greg Smallwood stuff. That soft, sandy edge, but realistic look on everything that he does. But man, this is a father-daughter story. I'm a big sucker for these kinds of family sort of issues. Uh, this is the, I'd give a quick gist, this is a villainous, um, slaughtered by the 40 swords, um, is this group, a band of marauders, ultimately, and the, so these villains did that, um, and, uh, also there, really there's only this father and daughter that survive this vicious slaughter of this town from these, this, the 40 swords, this evil band of marauders, and, the father slips into a coma for 10 years and the daughter takes care of him. She even basically was like three or four years old when her town was killed. Kind of reminds me of Conan the Barbarian at that beginning. So she really even has this strange, unique form of communications or maybe it's kind of sign language. The, the word bubbles are mostly sort of pictures of things. So in, our, in my mind, I kind of imagine she's kind of sign languaging it out or pointing at things and communicating in a strange way. But man, when you have to encapsulate uh, that kind of communication in a comic, it's great to do with pictures. Fantastic. Well done. But so now 10 years her father's been in this coma and she's survived that long. That says a lot. She's something unique and something different. We're only getting a little taste of that. Um, but when the father finally awakens, he decides to teach her the sword. Yes, the sword daughter. And I love that this is just a, a captivating sort of straightforward period piece. Or it even says around 900 BC uh, with really no supernatural element to it, that at least that they show so far. But it's it, it's Brian Wood's style. He's very kind of realistic and gritty and authentic and does his homework of, of the era that he writes in. So 900 BC, I'm sure he's, he's read volumes of books to make it feel authentic. That's Brian Wood's style. But I'm intrigued by this. Um, it kind of reminds me of the earlier, the like Batgirl or Batwoman, the Cassandra character that hardly speaks or has to use. She follows body language and uh, barely ever speaks. It's kind of like they're developing that character with the sword daughter here. So it's intriguing. It's a mystery. It's so very interesting. And it's Brian Wood doing his realistic, very kind of gritty uh, feel to comics and very much grounded in historical elements. So I love that. Sword Daughter, issue number one from Dark Horse. Get it. It's uh, I got good feelings about this. It's going to be sold out. It's going to be second print. It's going to be hard to find, but Sword Daughter, fantastic. Also, colors by Jose Villariba, Villarubia. Gorgeous. It's very kind of gray tone, though. Very kind of washed out. It's not over the top. Again, Brian Wood's kind of style is to have the art look very realistic. That's what you're getting here. Not a lot of anime or cartoony. It's just realistic, gritty kind of art. Sword Daughter. Get it. It's fantastic. Father and daughter stuff, folks. You gotta love it. But here we go now. On to the number one top pick. The top comic book of the week. The great one. The supreme leader. The big kahuna. Here we go. The number one comic book of the week 
is our artist winner and our cover artist winner of the week. Also, Isola, issue number three. Man, it's a triple threat tier. It's got them all. Uh, Isola is uh, the third issue. This is from uh, writer Brendan Fletcher and Carl Kershaw, who's uh, credited for the story. And Carl Kershaw and Miss Asik, Miss Asik, I, I wish I knew how to pronounce her name. Both those two people are credited for the art of it and coloring. Phenomenal, like I said, top-notch, past art winner, past top pick of the week, past cover art winner, Isola. Yeah, it's that good, from Image Comics. Um, but this mystery is just kind of starting to unfold. I'm loving this. I love the pace of this fantastical comic. It's really just perfect. It's hitting all the perfect areas, all the the elements that's needed to be a fantastic A-plus comic. And that's why it's the previous art winner, previous top pick winner, etc., uh, this, although this takes place on maybe some kind of very strange faraway planet, there's a couple of times that you get nods to maybe that this is just actually on Earth in a strange, like, 3,000 years later, you actually see a water bottle and a hockey stick, just kind of, like, lightly in the background here. So maybe it's just Earth, but it's very fantastically done. Um, it's very much in this realm of, like, Lord of the Rings and this fantasy kind of world, um, so there's this this queen who has been turned into a blue tiger, or as uh, she herself can turn into a blue tiger. We don't know that yet. And there is this lady soldier that they're traveling to somewhere. We don't know where. She's Anytime she meets someone, she's lying to them and fighting for uh, the protection of her queen, this blue tiger. It's gorgeous, by the way. But in the third issue here, they are separated. So the... This, this lady, this dedicated lady soldier and our queen, the blue tiger, are separated. And the Moro, or the Yoda, as I said before in the story, is taking him to somewhere. I don't know, Yodaville. <laughs> but uh, our soldier here is fighting this, like, strange merry band of archers. Like a bunch of Robin Hoods that are trying to catch this wild blue tiger for sport. They think they might have a clue as to what's really trying to be done. And the main uh, sort of Robin Hood with, like, this skull mask knows about our lady soldier's mother and her life and is saying like if you want to know about your mother and what happened to her then tell us where your blue tiger is but they're separated and she honestly doesn't know where the blue tiger is but they take her prisoner and they're on the hunt for this crazy blue tiger is just uh, for sport which is seems odd or maybe not for sport they're not giving up their entire motive yet i like that it's all laid out in this mysterious kind of way subtle things are being done to where you have to kind of guess what's happening in the story Fantastic cartooning and comic book um, storytelling at its best here, folks. Um, and I love the... They created sort of these in-betweens. They're when the the animals uh, can can morph to people or people morph to animals. But some, some of them are stuck in this in-between, like where they have an animal head with a human body. It reminds me of uh, Maui in the movie Moana when he has shark head. Shark head. Um, but anyway, I love that aspect, the visual design of that. It's... It's not a blending of the head to the human body. It's just like they're almost wearing a mask, a giant, sometimes like a bear mask or a wolf mask, but it's literally how they're in between, as they call them. But I love it. I love every aspect of it. I love the world you're living in and the the interesting world they've created here. Isola, it's phenomenal. I can't wait to see where this is going. It uh, it definitely has a feel like it's a 12-issue arc. I, I've tried to read and find out if this is just going to be a long-form ongoing or a short series. There's nothing really on it yet. 
I think it's hit really big. This has been very successful. The sales have been phenomenal. So they kind of want to see where it goes. And I'm sure they're retooling the story to maybe last a little longer because sales are fantastic. Uh, they've already gone to second print on issue one and two. But get Isola. I highly recommend it. It's a Sunspots Comics five star right there, folks. Isola. Go and get it. So there you go, folks. That is the Sunspots Comics podcast issue number 160. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had a good time. Hope you wrote down these comic book recommendations. But let me lock up the vault door so everything is securely fastened. Those are my new comic book recommendations for this week, the new comic book day, June 6th. That was just last Wednesday. Please, 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 please go to a local comic book shop and buy these comic books immediately. Please tell them that Chris from the Sunspots Comics podcast, the guy that works at Aftershock Comics, I sent you to them. You may you may find out that I was there. <laughs> but that's what I do for Aftershock Comics. But if you have any questions, comments, or you'd like a personal comic book recommendation, email me directly, chris at sunspotscomics.com. Maybe there's a comic book I'm missing. There's a lot of things out there. I scour the earth trying to find everything that I believe would be amazing. But sometimes I miss stuff. Email me and let me know what your recommendation is. I'd love to hear it. Check out our blog at blog.sunspotscomics.com. And would you like some free comic books? Would you? I'm talking to you. Just listen to past Sunspots Comics podcast to get some. There are some unclaimed Marvel digital comic book codes in past podcasts. So just listen to the past Sunspots Comics podcast. Grab the Marvel digital comic book code. Go to marvel.com slash redeem and get a free Marvel digital comic book. There are some great ones that are still available, so go get them! Go get them now! They're disappearing as we speak. Also, sign up for our email newsletter at sunspotscomics.com contact, and go over to cryptidzoo.com! My buddy Julian, fantastic artist, makes these sweet augmented reality t-shirts based on cryptozoology. You use the Erasma app and your smartphone to make the Cryptid Zoo t-shirts come to life. It's crazy. You got to see it. I wore one recently to Disneyland and we're just showing people in line. They're losing their minds. Uh, use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS and get 25% off your order. That's right. Go over to CryptidZoo.com. Use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS and you'll get 25% off your order. And please tune in next week for issue number 161 of the Sunspots Comics podcast. I will be reading a list of 15 brand new comics that are coming out on June 13th, Wednesday, with three new number ones. Hopefully they're all amazing so I can recommend them to you on next week's podcast. Please give us a little back. Be friendly and go over to iTunes. Give us a five-star review with some positive words, those two things together. I would really greatly appreciate it. It really helps us here on the podcast. I'll even read your review on a future podcast. I'll give you a shout out and I'll personally thank you by mailing you a comic book related surprise delivered to your door. Yes. And there are some going out. You know who you are. Please subscribe, listen in, tell a nerdy loved one to check out our podcast. I'd really appreciate that. Spread the word. Tell folks you dig or that are nerdy about the Sunspots Comics podcast. But ultimately, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your time. I hope I made your commute, your day at work, your whatever it is, your jog, when you listen to podcasts a little bit better and you get some great recommendations of some comics and go buy them. So until next week, spend some time with the ones that you love that's so important and go read some comic books. And then do those the two things together. Worlds collide. Read some comic books with the ones you love. Stay nerdy and be like water, my friends. See you next week. Bye-bye. Later.
looking for a place where your love is shared the same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Where love no further friends, the adventure never ends We will save the world somehow It's Sunspots Comics Town Knowing is half the battle, G.I. Joe